Welcome to the Bone Coach Show, dedicated to helping you understand all things related to diet, lifestyle, bone health, and how you can live and thrive with low bone density and osteoporosis. I'm your host, Kevin Ellis, certified health coach, health and wellness speaker, and above all else, your bone coach. After being diagnosed with osteoporosis in my early 30s, I transformed my health through diet and lifestyle and now help my clients and community members do the same through my online coaching practice, Bone Coach. Com. Look, there are no quick and easy cures for low bone density, but the choices we make every single day can have a powerful impact on our bones, our health, and our general well-being. I'll share the research, interview the experts, and help you figure out how to get the conditions right in your body so you can better your bones through diet and lifestyle. Short disclaimer, I'm not a medical doctor and this show should not be considered medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare team before making medical decisions and changes to your diet and lifestyle. With that being said, let's get on with the show. It's looked at a little differently than Western medicine in the sense of in Western medicine and allopathic medicine, you have a stomach ache. Okay, give something for the stomach ache and let's just fix it right there. But they don't necessarily always understand what is the root cause of what is happening. Why is that stomach pain even happening? Why is the migraine even happening? Why is the sinus infection coming back every two weeks? There has to be something you're doing that's causing this to come back every single week. And so Ayurveda looks at the root cause and that just in itself is so powerful. And the way they look at the root cause is why I named the movie The Natural Law. So they say that there's certain laws of nature that exist that govern everything in our universe from our bodies to the plants, to the planets, to the solar systems, to the stars, to the galaxies and beyond. If you haven't done so already, especially if you're newly diagnosed with osteopenia or osteoporosis, or if your most recent bone density scan still showed more bone loss, go ahead and pause this episode and head over to bonecoach.com to sign up for your free seven day osteoporosis kickstart guide. That's going to give you everything you need step by step by step over the next seven days to get on the path to improvement and stronger bones. You won't want to miss that. So pause this right now head over to bonecoach.com and I'll be here as soon as you get back. Welcome, welcome to this episode of the Bone Coach Show. Joining us today to explore Ayurveda, the natural law, and your health is Amish Shah. Amish Shah is a successful entrepreneur who was very highly driven in his younger age, which led to significant health challenges, and that led him to the ancient sciences and the establishment of deep origins. He has been featured on Discovery Channel, Travel Channel, Gaia, Dr. Oz, Virgin Unite, and various social media channels. Shah's most recent project is an award-winning documentary called The Natural Law, and is centered on Ayurveda, which is accessible at thenaturallaw.com. Amish, it's great to have you here today. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Kevin, for having me. So excited to be here. I'm looking forward to this because you have an interesting background, which I would love for you to talk about. And that background led to these health challenges. It, it then pushed you into uh, realizing you needed to heal your body and going on this journey to try to figure out how to do that and what was the best way for, forward for you. Mm -hmm. I would love for you to walk through that journey with us and just share what motivated you to explore Ayurveda for your personal health journey and why yeah. you then document it. Yeah. So uh, I know, Kevin, we've, we've chatted about this before, but you know, I'm not going to give away the punchline here, but I'm going to kind of start from the beginning. So 
when I was young, I used to experience um, like migraines and bloody noses. I would get eczema patches on my skin. My stomach would hurt all the time. So we'd go to the doctor and the doctor would say, nothing's wrong with you. Here's some Pepto-Bismol. Here's some lotion to put on the eczema. And the bloody noses, like just don't worry about it, <laughs> basically, or take Tylenol and, and move on with your life. So I just normalized it to some extent. And it, it happened. I'd go to the doctor often, like, man, my stomach really hurts. Like I'm telling you. So you normalize it to some extent. In my late teens, early 20s, I ended up getting vitiligo. Vitiligo is a lightening of the skin where your skin becomes white, basically. So, you know, I have a little bit of a darker skin complexion. And so my skin, there was a big blotch of white right under my eye here. And I had a really dark spot right here. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I had, what what is happening to me, you know? Anyway, again, go to the doctor nothing's wrong with you. Sorry. We can't explain what causes these issues. (laughs) So I was working in New York City at the time. um, And I was, um, you know, working a lot. I had to travel probably an hour to hour, 20 minutes to get to work and back just because of commute and trains and so many different things that I had to had to do. It was a stressful, stressful work. I worked on Wall Street at Morgan Stanley. And so I worked between Manhattan, Midtown, and I worked between in Brooklyn. So I had to end up at one of those offices every single day. I realized that that's not the life I wanted. So I started an online business. And this is in the dot-com boom, the early 2000s. Little did I know that I was going to hit success at such a young age. So I was 24 years old, 25 maybe, and I made my first million dollars online in my business. I quit my job and um, I enjoyed the fruits of my labor, I should say. I partied, I drank, I was smoking at the time, I was eating whatever I wanted to, and just living a a somewhat outlandish lifestyle, to be honest with you. Staying up late, stressing about work, you know, and, and drinking the coffee to keep me up and then taking the alcohol to knock me back down. And the pain actually ended up getting worse. That $1 million business turned up ended up being a $10 million business in less than five years. And so for me, I had gone from a two bedroom condo in Jersey city uh, to having a 6,000 square foot house in La Jolla with three exotic cars. And I'm, I'm, I just, I, it happened so fast. It, it happened like really fast. And of course I had like five companies and I was stressed out. And before I knew it, Kevin, I was in pain every single day. I had a stuffy nose every single day, sinus infections, like just, I could not get it. Migraines, my eye would hurt, my stomach would hurt, my back would hurt. And I was like, oh my God, I was like depressed. I was like suicidal even, you know? And I I just didn't understand what was wrong with me. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I thought I have everything. I have money, I got the cars, I got the people around me, I have everything, but it, it wasn't actually bringing me happiness or health. So, I went back to the doctor and at this point I'm around 29 or or 29, you know, 29 ish, basically. I go to the doctor and the doctor's like, Hey, I'm telling him. And he's like, well, let's get some labs done. So I got my labs done. When I was 29 years old, my cholesterol was 370. Just for the grand scale of things, for those of you that don't understand cholesterol, normal ranges are between, I think like 170 and like 240 or something like that. I was the second highest in the office. The other person was a 67-year-old man who was obese and he also diabetic. So heart disease comes along with that. And I was just like, I'm 29. Like, I don't understand how this can be possible. 
It also showed up that I had fatty liver. It also showed up that I was pre-diabetic and my adrenals were failing. Like they were, they were collapsing, like quite literally. So I was like, what is like, what does this mean? And they're like, well, first of all, you need to exercise and, and try and lose some weight and, you know, um, get, eat healthier. I did that for a little while and and I would still get the migraines and the sinus infections. And I went back to the doctor and it, my cholesterol dropped a little, but they're like, you know, you, this is not working. You need to get on an antidepressant. You need to get on a proton pump inhibitor for, for whatever's happening in your stomach. And you need to take a high cholesterol medicine, or you're going to follow the path of your parents. So my dad had heart disease. He had a heart attack. He has a pacemaker. He also has diabetes and thyroid condition. So my thyroid was also slightly elevated. I'm like, what? I was like, wow, like this is some karmic thing, man. Like I'm going down with my dad. Like, and my dad had his heart attack when he was like in his like late forties. So it was like early to have a heart attack. And so, you know, um, I decided that like, you know, I took some of these um, pills for a little while, but I, I ended up feeling worse than I ended up feeling better. So I stopped it and I said, there's a natural remedy here. Like, I don't need to do this. This is not my destiny, you know? And of course I slowed down the partying and did all this stuff. Actually, what I ended up doing was I ended up selling all my companies and getting rid of everything and pushing the reset button because I said, this is not who I envisioned myself to be. I didn't want this fancy big house. I didn't want these cars. I was doing it just to make, just to impress other people, you know? Uh, and that was the wrong reason to do things. It, it was to impress the other people. And and there was no, maybe no satisfaction in the business of what I was doing in, in the marketing and software world was my business. I was doing marketing analytics and software um, business for online companies. And so I decided to just get rid of it all. I sold everything and I needed to just push the reset button started exercising more, started green juicing, you know, going and I bought a sauna. I started doing that. And again, I lost weight. I started looking trim again, but it, my stomach would hurt. My sinus infections would kick in. My migraines would be throbbing, pounding. My back would hurt. And I couldn't explain any of it. So I kept going to the doctor. I'm like, you got to tell me something, something is going on here. So we got MRIs, we got CAT scans, we got ultrasounds we got ENTs sticking things down my throat looking in my esophagus to make sure nothing is wrong I'm like I am in pain like something is wrong and every single one of them said nothing was wrong with me so at some point around 2013 um, I decided like I, I can't do this anymore I'm, I'm just in too much pain I need another solution and that led me to Ayurveda so I started getting into meditation right before that and meditation was like, hey, there's like something deeper. There's a natural way to heal. The doctors may not be able to diagnose you, but there are ways to figure this out. The doctors don't have all the answers. Maybe there's an answer somewhere else. And I actually went to go see an acupuncturist. I was very steady for an acupuncturist. And what was happening during my acupuncture sessions, I'm not even joking, is that they would put the needles into my body and they would pop out because I was so inflamed that I was literally like a sack of water, like a, like a balloon, you know, when you, when a balloon is filled with too much water and, and, and you can't even like, you can't even like push it in. Like that's what was going on with my body. And I was like, man, this is, this is crazy. So I went to a detox retreat, an Ayurveda detox retreat. That was my introduction to Ayurveda. And how I stumbled upon it was just because 
it was uh, it's in my lineage a little bit. So my parents are from India. I grew up in New Jersey, New York. So I grew up with the standard American diet, the sad diet, unfortunately. So, you know, here are my parents growing up eating like fresh vegetables from like their local farmer and, you know, vegetarian diet. And they rarely had a cheese and they rarely eat gluten. It was fresh gluten, like from the fields that they would make the dough themselves and, and bake them into little um, I guess you could say like little tortillas, you know, but wheat, wheat tortillas, I guess. And so it was a very basic diet with salads and vegetables and lentils. And here I was trying to be like an Indian American, like I want my pizza and my hot dogs and I want, you know, burgers and I want lasagna, like bring it on. Like, let's go. I want ice cream. I want cake. I want, you know, let's, let's bring it on. And so I was eating that diet. And of course, when I got when I started making more, I ate more of that diet. And so I decided to just kind of chill with all of that and get my diet, you know, kind of maintained. And I did. And again, I started losing more weight. But guess what? My Panchakarma retreat made me feel better for, you know, while I was doing it and afterwards. But about a month later, boom, migraines came back, sinus infections coming back. And they prescribed me like certain teas and herbs and stuff like that to take, which I did religiously. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I just need something to heal me at this point. So in 2013, when I got that punch of karma, I actually started filming a movie and I had gotten rid of all the companies at the time. And I couldn't find any information myself that was about Ayurveda and how it worked, but I believed in it enough that it's in my lineage. It's been around for 5,000 plus years and it's from the Indian subcontinent. So just to give a little background, the Indian subcontinent is over a billion people plus and has been around, the culture has been around for over 5,000 years. And so this was passed down verbally from, from family to family. And then eventually it was written into books around 1,000-ish BC or so. And then that book kept getting bigger and bigger. And so what I always tell people is that there's something to time. When they say time tested, the truth is timeless. So I thought to myself at the time, like, wow, if if this has been around that long and there's eight kind of um, sections to Ayurveda, which are like pediatrics, geriatrics, immunology, surgery, psychology. And I'm like, they had this for thousands of years, like... Are, are we sure about this? Is it not just hocus pocus? Like, you know, um, growing up as a kid, when I, when I would get stomach aches, my parents would give me like celery seeds mixed with salt and ghee. Uh, and that would actually chill my stomach out. And I would just think it's like, you know, like folk medicine to some extent, but there's something to this science. And I started reading more about these miracle case studies. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be this miracle case study. So when I went to my first punch of karma, I met people who reversed their thyroid conditions. And I was like, whoa. And so we got some of the experts that were there that were giving these treatments to on film. And I, I got some of these people who said, wow, my, my thyroid condition is healed. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. And so then that led me to more experts. And as I was interviewing these experts, I'm like, hey, so if you knew someone asking for a friend who would get migraines, and get sinus infections in their stomach and back would hurt all the time, what would you do? And, you know, I'm telling all of these practitioners and these doctors that I'm seeing that 
I'm not allergic to anything because the doctors told me I'm not allergic to anything. There's nothing physically wrong with me because they told me there's nothing physically wrong with me, but I have these pains going on. And so Ayurveda, the, the meaning of Ayurveda is Ayur means life and Veda means science or wisdom, which is basically saying the science of life or the wisdom of life. So beyond just medicinal science, like I said, they get into psychology and they get into emotions, they get into um, how are you living your life in balance, you know, and it's looked at a little differently than Western medicine in the sense of in Western medicine and allopathic medicine, you have a stomach ache, okay, give something for the stomach ache and let's just fix it right there. But they don't necessarily always understand what is the root cause of what is happening. Why is that stomach pain even happening? Why is the migraine even happening? Why is the sinus infection coming back every two weeks? There has to be something you're doing that's causing this to come back every single week. And so Ayurveda looks at the root cause and that just in itself is so powerful. And the way they look at the root cause is why I named the movie The Natural Law. So they say that there's certain laws of nature that exist, that govern everything in our universe from our bodies to the plants, to the planets, to the solar systems, to the stars, to the galaxies and beyond. And these natural laws consist of something called, well, I shouldn't say that I shouldn't say something called, they're actually the five elements. And we can see this in everyday life. There's space or ether, right? The empty space that this is all empty space that I'm waving my hands around the air, right? After ether, there's air and the air that's coming in through our nostrils, going into our lungs, the winds are making air, you know, um, there's, there's air in our environment and there's air in our bodies. Um, just like space. Uh, in our in our um, stomach, there's empty space. That space gets filled with food. And so space is the first element. Second element is air. The third element is fire. Fire, you know, there's this huge ball of fire in the sky that <laughs> we revolve around. Um, and so that's uh, that's fire in the in the universe. And then we also our bodies. Our bodies consistently stay at 98.6 degrees, give or take a couple of degrees here and there when we're sick, when we're feeling cold, but on average, 98.6, right? And so where's that heat coming from? Well, that's just an aspect of fire itself. So there, there's a heat mechanism inside of our body. The next element is water and water, we're made up of 70% water and so is uh, the, the, the earth, right? And there's water traveling all around ice in the solar system. And so we know that water exists in a, in a lot of different places in the solar system. And the last element is earth. And earth is anything that's like sedentary, has like a physical structure to it. Our body, our bones, for example, are earth. The trees are earth. The planets we see in the sky, they have some earth to them that holds them intact, that holds them together, right? There's something that holds this together. So the ancients in India said, hey, the whole entire universe is made up of these five elements, everything, us, the plants, the stars, the sky, everything. And with those five elements, each of our bodies contains each of these five elements, but in different kind of combinations. So you, Kevin, may have a little bit more earth. Um, you're, you're, you're wide, you're big, you got muscles, so you have more earth maybe than someone else who's skinnier and maybe doesn't have as much muscle and as much bone mass as you. Now, when you combine these elements, they create physical forces. So air and ether or ether and air, when you combine them, that creates movement. 
everything in our universe is moving. There's food moving on our digestive tract. There's air moving through our lungs. There's ants crawling on the ground. There's planes flying in the sky. Everything is moving. We're, we're traveling at some thousands of miles an hour in, in a circle around the galaxy, right? Like, so everything is constantly moving. When we combine fire and water, we get transformation, right? What happens when we boil water? It eventually disappears. It turns into, um, you know, it gets uh, steamed off and that's transformation. Now, what happens when we eat food? It goes into our bellies and what comes out is not the same as what went in. It got transformed into energy. It got transformed into um, enzymes and proteins that your body can use. Same thing with electricity, right? I have this light in front of me. It's plugged into the wall. Well, it's if you let if you look at electricity, it's all just kind of crazy, but it's turning into a light. For me, that's transformation. That's transformation of something else into something else. So everything in the universe is constantly transforming. It's a physical force that's happening to us. And when we combine the last two elements of water and earth, we get structure. That structure is what makes up our body. You know, we're 70% water. And how come we're not just like a puddle of water crawling around the ground? Well, because we have structure. We got ligaments. We have bones. We have muscle. We have skin that holds us kind of all intact. That is structure. So everything moves, everything transforms, and everything has structure in the universe. So if we're made up of these five elements and these three forces of the combination of the elements, well, we're born a certain way. We inherit that. That's called a dosha. The dosha is those three things that I just mentioned. The first one is movement, which is vata. The second one is transformation, which is pitta. And the third one is called kapha or structure. We're all made up of this, but in different quantities. When we're born, we're born with the doshic makeup that our parents gave us at the time of conception. So your dad or your mom might have been pitta predominant or structure dominant or, or, or transformation dominant, right? And your mom might have been uh, kapha dominant or, or structure dominant and uh, with a highly, a little bit elevated of vata or, or movement. And that becomes you. When you're born, you're born as a complete balanced baby. Now, when we're out of balance over time, over years, over things of us putting stresses on our body through food, through what we take in through our sensory inputs, sometimes those balances can skew. That is what sets us off into disease. So that is the basis of Ayurveda. Now getting back to kind of my story was that my Ayurvedic practitioners are like, hey man, your fire, your pitta is out of control. That's what's showing up as your stomach heat. Like you're just, you're burning some stuff up in there. And your vata movement is out of control in your mind. You're stressed about your company. Things are not going well with your business partner. The relationship with your wife isn't that good. You have to bring these things down. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? So diet, nutrition, and these detox retreats is what they recommended. I'm like, great, let's jump all in. I did that. I continued to interview experts until about 2017, I was feeling better and I was doing great and I was keeping what was keeping me sick at bay, but it was like a, it was like a yo-yo. It was like one week I'm good. Next week I'm down two weeks. I'm good. Three weeks I'm down. 
And it was just like, oh man, like I'm feeling good, but I'm feeling down and like, man, I'm still not a hundred percent. So while I, while Ayurveda was like helping me feel better, I was still getting these weird things happening in my body. And I'm like, what is going on? In 2017, I had hit another bottom in my health. So while I was doing everything I can to keep myself healthy, the left side of my body started to shut down. So my left eye stopped moving completely all the way to the left. I couldn't move my neck to the left. It was like hard, like hard deposits being deposited all along my left side. And man, at that point, I had reached, just given up on life, to be honest with you. Um, I was bedridden, couldn't hang out with my children, my family, didn't know what to do. So I went on a last minute retreat to India and China, um, partially business related, but also partially um, just needed to seek refuge to figure out what was wrong with me. And so I went and actually I went to a startup conference there and there was a company there who was doing um, genetic testing for diseases, but specifically epigenetic testing for diseases. So it showed you how likely you are expressing a certain gene for a disease. And I'm like, oh my God, well, let me just try this out. I don't think I've taken a test like this. So they swabbed they swab my uh, cheek. About a month later, January of 2018, I'll never forget it. The doctor calls me from that genetic lab and they say, hey, we're going to go through your report. So the three that run in my family, heart disease, thyroid, and, and um, heart disease, thyroid, and diabetes, they're like 1.2, 1.3x expressed, which is not that much expressed. 1.5x or something like that. And like, just diet and exercise will help you keep this at bay. I'm like, great. She's going down the list, gets to celiac disease. Celiac disease, 5.6x likely expressed. And I just was like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't even know what celiac is, to be honest with you. I didn't actually know. And she goes, severe reaction to gluten, basically. It's a genetic disorder. And I'm like, holy crap, no way. My Western doctors, my allopathic doctors, and meanwhile, I've seen probably 20 by this time. I even had surgery and it didn't help. I had gone through everything I possibly could have to figure out my health. I had doctors in the allopathic medicine tell me to my face that I was not allergic to gluten. They refused. I had two or three of them tell me that it's not possible and they refused to give me tests for it because they said it's not possible. Now, here I was with the genetic test showing I have celiac disease. And I'm like, oh my God. Now, one of the mistakes that I made was not working with an Ayurvedic practitioner on an ongoing basis, because I feel like we would have found out what the issue was through removing stuff out of my diet. When I was working with them, they would ask me, is anything wrong? Are you allergic to anything? I'd say, no, I'm not allergic to anything. So they didn't even think of gluten as an issue. So I started working with an Ayurvedic practitioner. I'm like, you know what? This is my calling. Like I found out what was going on with, wrong with me. I had eight ulcers by that time. So Kevin, you had um, the bone issues and you had osteoporosis and I had ulcers and leaky gut and all of that leaky gut was being lodged in the side of my body basically and turning into, I'd hate to say it, but the C word. It was, it, I had elevated white blood cell counts. It was a huge infection on the side of my body. And so I was so grateful to get this diagnosis. And I was so grateful to have discovered Ayurveda because Ayurveda's core 
is about digestion. They say the minute you're diseased is the minute your digestion is usually bad. We have to figure out what's going on in your microbiome to fix where the disease is coming from. So I said, okay, I'm going to use Ayurveda to reverse this. And I did. I used the protocol. I followed it to a T. I followed a specific diet, cut foods out, added certain foods. I had to rebuild my gut with certain foods like bone broths. And I had to use certain herbs and supplements and cooked veggies and greens and, you know, a, FOD, a pretty strict FODMAP diet. I don't know the acronym for FODMAP, but it's basically a completely anti-inflammatory diet, zero inflammation. So I was very strict with my diet and taking herbs and supplements to rebuild my gut and heal those ulcers. And so I started strength training. Like I hired a trainer. I got my yoga certification. I basically just went all in. I'm like, I am, I am this is not my fate. I am going to fix this. Um, so within 60, within 30 days to 60 days, I started feeling difference just from cutting out gluten, obviously. So the migraine stopped, the, the sinus infections kind of slowed down. And then after 90 days, I cut out other things like dairy and alcohol and other things just to start clearing out my gut. Now, that isn't to say that I can't reintroduce these. So gluten, I can never reintroduce because of celiac. But slowly, I've reintroduced a little bit of dairy and a little bit of the other things that, um, that I just enjoy. But I can't do a lot of it. And it was about two years after that, I had put the documentary aside. It was like three or four years since I shot anybody. And I was just like, I'm done. Like, I'm not doing this documentary. I want to heal. I remember sitting in meditation, just closing my eyes, and it hit me that Ayurveda saved my life. And I was like, I have to finish this movie. I have a hard drive sitting in, I and mean, this is around COVID, I had a hard drive sitting in my garage that had 40 of the world's experts on Ayurveda, like Deepak Chopra, Dr. Mimi Bornari, Dr. Basant Lot. We went to India to film, like, and I'm just sitting here like, was all of this just for me to finish this movie? Like... It healed me. And, and and for the first time, I remember being painless and I remember being happy. And I remember being present with my children, present with my wife and present in my relationships, present in my career, in my business. And so that is what led me to the discovery of that I need to do this movie. And so that is the journey, Kevin, um, and why the movie is out now. And it's not specifically related to just my celiac and ulcer condition. I saw stage four cancer being reserved, re, uh, re, reversed in my journey. I'm speaking to these patients one-on-one, -on -one. thyroid conditions, MS, ADHD, autism. And I'm just like, Ayurveda is this, is this powerful. And the wisdom has been passed down for thousands of years. It still exists and it's still being used. They cataloged 9,000 plants, shrubs, and medicinal different, you know, um, you know, nature, from nature, different plants that they can use. And they have 25,000 recipes down to specific recipes for diabetes, for cancers, for MS, for autism. They knew these things for thousands of years. And so we're really at an interesting time in history where ancient wisdom is meeting modern science. We're starting to see turmeric, shilajit, neem, ashwagandha, some of these herbs that come from Ayurveda have medicinal efficacy, especially like turmeric and ashwagandha. I feel like they're everywhere now. Um, and shilajit and neem, they're all becoming so popular now. 
all of these come from Ayurvedic texts. They come, if you look at the oldest known use of turmeric is from Ayurveda. Um, same with ashwagandha. So they had cataloged this thousands of years ago. And it's so amazing that they knew what it would do at the time. So for me, it's about spreading this wisdom. It's about how do I get this information into more people's hands? How do I get this into doctors' hands? How do I get this into practitioners' hands? Because the wisdom of Ayurveda is timeless and it works on anyone. And that's the beauty of it. You know, that's a really amazing journey that you've taken and you took your own personal challenges. I would say you have a very relatable story minus the owning five companies, working on <laughs> you know, doing all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Minus that, it is it is a very relatable story because people go down this path of starting to develop the symptoms. They don't have the energy. Uh, they start having, you know, maybe it's neuropathy. Maybe they're uh, they're starting to get rashes or something on their skin or yeah. they're getting migraines and headaches or they just can't get out of bed. All these things start to take place and they're wondering what's contributing to it. They go to their doctors. They don't get answers. They go get their blood work done. Their results look normal or they're told that they're normal when things may still <laughs> be taking place or they just can't get the test done that they need. And it sounds like for you, that was the case where, you know, celiac disease I'm very familiar, intimately familiar with this because that's the diagnosis I had after having mm -hmm. high stress, poor sleep, uh, chronic digestive issues. I was one of the people that, you know, fortunately when I had celiac disease uh, or I still have celiac disease, but when you have celiac disease, you may have the chronic digestive issues. You may have the diarrhea, the loose stools, the, the, you know, visceral reaction when you consume mm -hmm. food. But some people do not. Some people are asymptomatic. It's a so, silent killer. So the testing is so, so important in these situations. And the test, you can do a genetic test, but the genetic test, um, all, you need to go a little bit further than a genetic test for celiac disease. I would say you need to get the blood test, the TTG IgA, the blood test, the total serum IgA, the IgG uh, IgA antibodies. And then also if you, if those results come back and they show that something is off there, then that's when you'll go get a, uh, a biopsy and uh, an upper endoscopy. And that's, what's going to confirm if you have what are called, uh, what's called villus blunting. And that's mm. where the villi, these mm -hmm. tiny little hair-like projections in your small intestine that are responsible for absorbing the nutrients from the food we eat, those can become damaged if you have celiac disease and you're consuming gluten, right? So you can't absorb nutrients over time. That leads malnutrition. to yes, malnutrition, all these different health issues that Amish has just talked about, bone health issues, osteoporosis. If you're not absorbing those nutrients, your body still needs those nutrients to execute its daily function. So if you don't take them in and you, you're not absorbing them, it's going to go to your bones, the mm -hmm. largest reserve of minerals that you have. So yeah. this is why, you know, getting to the root cause of the issues, your health issues is really, really important for your health, for your bones. Uh, but also then being open to things that you may not be familiar with, right? You may never have heard of Ayurveda. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But what I encourage people to do is approach things with curiosity instead of expectation, and just be open-minded when you hear new things, because it could change your health, could change your life. And Amish, 
I mean, going and creating this documentary about Ayurveda, what an amazing thing. I've seen, I've seen the documentary. It was fantastic. And we can link to that in the show notes for everybody as well. And it's already won. How many awards has it won now so we far? We won six film festival awards, which we're very excited about. And um, yeah, we're starting to see like such amazing science catching up to this ancient wisdom. And uh, that's all just very exciting. You know, and I'll give you an example is those Panchakarma, which is that detox retreat that I mentioned. They just did a study that a seven day Panchakarma detox retreat, which is an Ayurvedic detox retreat, reduces 50% of the toxins in the fat cells. 50%. So it's really cool that now this science is catching up. And that's why I've, like I said, I've dedicated my life to it. And I, I think that story shows throughout the movie as well. Um, kind of kind of some of the passion behind that. It does. It does. Well, I, I mean, I appreciate you sharing your knowledge, your expertise, your story with our audience. I want to make sure uh, we, I'm going to link to the natural law in the show notes where you can get access mm -hmm. to, is it the docu the documentary and what else are they going to get access to there? Yeah, you'll get access to our documentary. There's also a quiz you can take to tell you whether you're off on a certain um, dosha or your constitution is off. Um, we also have uh, tons of content that you can consume about Ayurveda, how it works. And uh, yeah, we're, we're constantly trying to provide as much value and information as possible. That's fantastic. Any other things you want to share with our audience before we um, turn, you know, say goodbye? Yeah. So there's a couple of things as it relates to just health in general. Ayurveda says, keep your digestion clean and keep your lymph clean. If your lymph is clean and your digestion is clean, generally that will help reduce any bone damage. So keeping your lymph clean is important because that's what's circulating your whole entire body. What are some, what are some tips for keeping your lymph clean? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's basically uh, going for walks of, are important. Massages, getting more massages are important as well. Um, the foods you eat also are important. Staying away from things like caffeine, alcohol, um, rice is um, you should try and limit as well um, just because it contains arsenic. Um, rice is good. Don't get me wrong, but in certain formats, of course. So um, taking certain herbs are also uh, helpful for bones as well. So like coral calcium is great. Arjuna, ashwagandha, which we discussed earlier, ginger and dashmula. Uh, goji berries and berries in general are really, really good for uh, antioxidant foods as well. And those are just the basics uh, to keeping your lymph clean. You know, lymph is a, is a system that exists in our body and we have to take care of it because it's attached directly to your digestion and your lymph is then directly connected to your bones and your skeletal system and everything. So that's why it's, it's all connected. Um, according to Ayurveda, one thing leads to the next thing. And I would say also for lymph rebounding is fantastic. Rebounding. Too. Now, it, and if we're talking about bone health as well, rebounding can be a great addition. As long as you don't already have, you know, ver vertebral fractures or something like that, or really poor quality bone. But if you're focused on your bone health and improving your lymph, I mean, this could be a great addition too. So that's uh that's one other thing. What anything drinking else? warm water. I can only so um Ayurveda says that everything is happening in the gut and the gut is where you store your a digestive fire is what they call it. And it gives you the ability to whatever comes in to rip it apart, take the enzymes and, and take the essence of it to give you energy, right? That's what your body does. 
So we want to make sure that that digestion is is on is warm. So this habitual drinking of cold water that we see, you know, you go to restaurants like ice, right? You get a drink, it's like ice, and we want we don't want to do that. We actually want to drink room temperature or warm water throughout the day, so that it keeps the digestion warm. It keeps it ready for whatever you give it. It's ready to massage it and take the food and give you the the nutrients you need um, to to take the best of that food that you put in. That's a very simple hack that you can implement. Uh, another simple hack is going to sleep before 10 o'clock. I know, I know a lot of people are going to be like, are you kidding me? Um, but for every hour you go to sleep before midnight, it counts as twice as much rest for your body. So you go to sleep at eight. That's for, that's considered almost eight hours of almost sleeping, if you think about it. I know eight is early. I try to go to sleep between nine and 10 generally. And so I'm getting the benefits of those extra two hours before midnight. My body's producing more HGH, it's producing more enzymes. It's just working. It's starting to detox the brain and the body early, right? It's giving the body time to repair. So those are the two uh, very simple hacks that you can incorporate um, from Ayurveda. Um, there's, there's many more. I won't get into a lot of them right now. Um, but those, those two are absolutely amazing for digestion and overall well-being. Fantastic. Mish, thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to be with us today. And you want to share with people where they can find you also? We'll link to these in the show notes. Yeah. So um, you can find us at our website, which will be in the show notes, uh, thenaturallaw.com. And then our social media is at uh, the be the natural law. So B-E, like you want to be the natural law. And so that's where you can find uh, us. And uh, we're very excited to be doing this. Thank you, Kevin, so much. Fantastic. For everybody listening and watching right now, if you found this helpful, be sure to share this episode with somebody you know. Be sure to uh, check the show notes. If you look at bonecoach.com forward slash the natural law, you're going to find this as well. But I want to thank everyone again so much for your time. We'll see you in the next episode. Hope you found this episode of the Bone Coach Show helpful. You can find all the resources, show notes, everything mentioned over at bonecoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, be sure to share it with someone you love, a friend, family member, even a group of people. And also be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode that can help you improve your bones, your health, and your future. One last reminder, if you haven't done so already, head over to bonecoach.com for more great resources to help you get on the path to stronger bones and an active future. I'm your bone coach, Kevin Ellis. I'll see you in the next episode.